El Camino People de Podcast, Episode 22. Ultreya fellow pilgrims, I am Jose Ardenaz, your pilgrim friend, and this is El Camino People, the podcast. Today, in or so, I'm joined by Anne Catherine. She's a Camino enthusiast, she's a beautiful and an amazing person. I have the pleasure of meeting her a while ago. We never met in real life, but we've been talking for a long time. She's been walking the Camino for many years, she loves the Camino, and she's also always traveling with her friend. Rudy, the travel dog, he's a beautiful, well, no, he's a beautiful dog, they've been walking together for many years and we will be talking about different Caminos as you know we go into this new Sacopeo year, we are still not being able to walk but we need to keep the, the flair, the, the love of the Camino, the passion that is keeping all of us alive, hoping that very soon we can all walk again, so not many news about the Camino so far, the Camino is still the same, you know, nothing there changes, it's still Roncesvalles is beautiful and super covered in the snow, and any other places, Santiago is close, or Galicia is close, Navarro is still close, so no pilgrims so far. We hope that we can bring you news pretty soon, but till then, remember, keep us keep informed, following our Instagram, Facebook, and or other social media. Remember, if you want to support our cause and help us keep in doing what we love more, invite us to a coffee. You have the button in the notes of the program. So thank you so much for listening to us and start with the interview. Hi everyone and welcome to El Camino People, the podcast. Today with us we have Anne Catherine. She's from Germany, but she's actually living in Austria. And, you know, things of life, you would say that sometimes the Camino tells you. And we just found out that we were on Santiago on the same day, on our first Camino, on their arrival, on 2017. If you don't believe about, you know, messages about the Camino, I'm like, I don't know what else you believe. How are you doing, Anna? Well, I'm very fine. Thanks, Jose Marie. <laughs> I'm like, how weird is that our first Camino, we were in Santiago on the same day? I'm like, I... I could not believe it. <laughs> me neither. We we were talking about that before. I don't, thanks for thank you for inviting me to your podcast. I'm I'm very glad for that. Thank you very much. And I'm very grateful. And um, when you found it out before, <laughs> it was super funny. That must be a sign, you know, by the That's, Camino. Yeah, it's was incredible. Saying, the Camino talks in many different ways, and and it is. I'm like it's so. It's it's just it's just hilarious. I'm like we just found out that the first Camino we were in Santiago on the same day. And um, right now we have thousands of miles again. We didn't know each other till a year ago, and suddenly here we are talking about Camino together. I'm yeah, like, like neighbors, like friends forever. <laughs> that, that's the beauty of the Camino. I'm like, that's, you know, when people ask about Camino, what is Camino? This is Camino. I'm like, you know, we haven't seen each other for years. Suddenly we know that we were in the, in the same town and we're, our Camino life begins, and suddenly here it, we are. Yeah, that's the invisible that is connecting us all. And that is what about the coming and the life that it brings all together on its time when it has to be. I know, it is incredible. So how are you doing? How are things, you know, now in this, these times of, of viruses and everything? How, how are you doing? Family and friends, everyone is safe? 
everyone is saying thanks for asking i hope uh for you too well it's a it's a weird time but i think it um gives us the chance also um to focus inside of ourselves even if we cannot be in nature or walking around and enjoying the beauty of the mm -hmm. world but um it's now our turn to look inside us of ourselves to find the center and focus on it what gives us also the camino when we are outside and when if we are allowed it mm -hmm. yeah of course, yeah. this has to be also. <laughs> yeah, it is this time of reflection, and that's why we started the whole program. You know, we did the Camino. I walk from home. You know, we have those WhatsApp groups where people is sharing yeah. because all these crazy pilgrims like us, you know, we we need the the Camino every day. So, so in, in the veins, we need. It oh in the yes, veins, we you know? do. We as co coffee, that. beer, tortilla de patatas, and Camino. That's all. I, and with that, I can survive <laughs> all cognac, my life. And cognac. Don't forget the cognac. I'm not there, there, but I will put beer. But uh, we can trade. I know that you are more a cognac. <laughs> so, in 2017, you walked the Camino with, for the ones that don't know, you have a little friend that goes with you everywhere that is super funny and this is so cute. Tell us about the, the little one. The little one is Rudy, the traveler dog. He's a schnauzer miniatura, also in German, in German, a schnauzer, and in English, a small schnauzer. Mm -hmm. He has around seven kilograms and he is black and white and he is the perfect traveler dog and the uh, best company you can have not only on the Camino also on life as well. Um, it doesn't matter where we are going together. Rudy is like always like a like a rock star, you know. It's like I'm I'm in the background, I'm in the in the shade. Uh, everybody pilgrim, <laughs> with everybody focus directly on Rudy and can ask, oh, can I have a picture? Oh, he's so cute. And he's funny, but he really is like uh, like picture. You know, some snuggers they are like you know little grumpy dogs, but he yeah, looks kind of yeah. like you know. I'm seeing just his picture on Instagram. The first one, he's like, here I am. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and that's how he is. But in a in a in a positive way, you know. Yeah. It's like he has like um, an aura or environment or vibes around him mm -hmm. that um, you have to love him. Even I joined um, the way with pilgrims. You know, you met from time to time, step by step. You make uh, make friends or meet people mm -hmm. on the on the way. Yeah. And even people who don't like dogs normally or as usual mm -hmm. are getting friends with him so he's like um uh, a, a little alive thing who who makes everybody um to get in in love with each other yeah. you know that's <laughs> like just, you know i always say that dogs babies and guitars they bring everybody together and it's kind of like the best thing to to carry on and so in the camino if you have the three of them it will be perfect <laughs> Okay, I, I I was thinking about myself now in current time, maybe to uh, learn ukulele or something. So maybe I should do this. Yeah. It's, it's easier than having a baby, for sure. So <laughs> Yes, that, that comes later. Yeah, okay. <laughs> or maybe Rudy can have babies, you know, it's the same. Ah, and then you have two Rudy, in one. the travel dogs and the babies, yeah? Maybe he can get a girlfriend in the Camino. I'm talking about love in the Camino. You see, everything is connected. So what happened in your first Camino in 2017? Uh, on my um, first Camino, well, um, I started to, to start for a little bit different. Um, I started with a friend and um, after two days we, we split up. So I mm -hmm. was going on walking as we're still best friends and everything, yeah. everything is fine. But it, at that moment, you know, that can happen and we found out that it's better for us to do to, to, uh, each their own way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And so I, I joined uh, Camino Different and I was working alone. And then all of a sudden, I didn't want to know anything about uh, anybody as uh, in part of friend. I met, met a Spanish guy. And later, in fact, we were falling in love and we we're coming together. So I may had a not like a Camino of nothing happened really on the Camino, but we keep uh, keep in touch. We stayed in contact. Mm -hmm. And after one month, it was his first visit um, to me in at that time in Germany. Yes. Wow. And so we we uh, met each other every month. We were uh -huh. arranging it somehow. And then we said, what is this with us? You know, and then we said, yeah. Let's look how it develops. And in the end, he moved to me with me to live in Austria. Then I moved to Austria and we were living there together. And what we had in common was the Camino. That's so nice. I guess so many people find love in the Camino, you know, and that's one of the things that can happen when you walk with you find and like you are maybe more open. I don't know, maybe this is here. Maybe it's then, you know, in 2021, maybe Tinder changed his name to Camino Tinder or something. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but then after... Yeah, and, and, and And, and let me say something, Josemarie, um, is also because the people often thinking, oh, like it's Camino love, is like an affair or something. No, people, no. there's hope out there. If you find each other on the Camino, it can last also after the Camino. Of course. If both want it, you know, it has nothing to do. It's just more that when you are walking the Camino, mm -hmm. it could be that you're more open-minded, you know, you're more your natural self. And yeah. so you get the right people into your life. Yeah, and I agree with that. You know, in the Camino, you see different groups, and I don't know why you ended up with people that is like you. You ended up with, you know, that Camino family. With uh, You mm -hmm. see, every day you walk with, you know, if you do it in summer like we did, it's probably like 50, 60 people walking at the same time, going to the same places or more. But you find your own, you know, 10, 12, 20 people around. That is the people like, and you don't do nothing. They just, you know, that's the beauty of the Camino. They come to you or you come to them. And at the end, you ended up with people that is, you know, the same minded as you, and, and that's the beauty. Yeah, and, and you start the Camino alone and you meet strangers, you know, and in the end you 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 end up with a, a lot of friends, the Camino, Camino family. And fact. that's it, yeah. And then, it so, doesn't matter which nationality. Yeah, it is incredible. Like language, you know, is not a barrier. Sex is not a barrier. Age is not a barrier. Yes. You can have people from all different ages, but yeah, that's the beauty of the Camino. Yes. And then 2017, Camino Frances, that leads you to have a girlfriend, a boyfriend from Valencia. And then in 2019, you decided to walk the Portuguese Camino. Exactly. I, I planned it already for, for uh, um, 2018, but it wasn't possible because of work, job and everything. Mm -hmm. So uh, we put it to um, 19. And uh, that was also uh, my first decision to walk it with a dog. Because before, as I mentioned, I was walking alone. Mm -hmm. And it also was the first time, I have to say, in 2017 was the first time of the Camino. I didn't read anything. I didn't do anything. It's just I was jumping into the cold water to yes. get the experience. Uh -huh. You know, I, I, It was not like typical, I'm sorry to say that, uh, like Germans, they plan normally everything, <laughs> you know. Um, Um, not everybody, but you know what you but say But even Spaniards, about... you know, I'm usually the one that plans everything and my first Camino <laughs> was my backpack and I didn't know anything. I didn't want to plan. It was the first time in my life that I didn't know where I was going to sleep in day by day. Fantastic. This and I think that's the worst thing. to do. And in the French, you can do it. If you do it in other Caminos, you have to plan, but the French Camino mm -hmm. allows you to just 
Go. Yes, that, that I, I experienced also on the first Camino and the Frances. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, I also was once sleeping on the floor, once sleeping in a church, yep. all by accident, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, uh, when uh, 2019 in uh, August, I did the second Camino, um, I thought I can do it the same, you know. Also, um, please listeners, listen to me. Don't take a guidebook with you because then you lose a little bit of the um, pilgrim experience, yeah, Imagine. because everybody around you has that guiding, so <laughs> you don't need one. <laughs> That's one of the things. I'm like, for me, extra books. I'm like, no, I have already the 100 people with the 20 different books in German, British, English, yes, uh, Swedish, yes, yes. whatever. Everybody has their books. And, and everybody, yeah. And if you do the general Caminos, I'm like the French, the Northern, the, the other ones, I'm like, completely... Also the Portuguese. The Portuguese, yeah. if you're just looking for, you know, if you have a phone, you have all the information you want online. Um, so having a book, if you're the one that people that likes to read, yes, get a book. But if not, yes, go with the flow. Don't know. Yeah, and if you do the, the French Camino, don't plan anything because there are so many al- albergues, you don't have to do a fixed etapa. The, yeah. what, what stressed me a little bit out in the beginning, in the first, in the morning, the first thing what the other pilgrims in the bathroom say. Oh, where are we going What today? is your... Yes, where are you going? And I'm you know like, what my answer I don't know. Was? I said, as long as my feet carry me, I don't know. I know. I did it the same like you. How funny. And that's the beauty of the Frances, that you can really one day walk 15 kilometers all the day. And, you know, with, the, with my family, some days we will walk close to 40K, other days we will close wow. to 15. So that was the beauty. I'm like, we were all really insane. We were all kind of like the same idea. Then at the end, we break up. But at the beginning, we were like, I remember perfectly, you know, first day was from San Jan to Roncesvalles. But on the second mm-hmm. day, it was from Roncesvalles to Pamplona. We did two stages in one because we were like, I'm like, if you go, guys go to Pamplona, we'll go you to have pinchos in the old town. And also for me, wow. I, was, I was sleeping in my house and I had my mom <laughs> making a huge rice salad for me that I was waiting like, oh my gosh. And also I have extra luggage in my backpack that I want to throw in my house because always first Camino, you carry so much crap that you don't need. <laughs> so... That's the video of the Fantres. If you do the Norte, if you do the Via de la Plata, you have to plan because there's no places to be. But on the French, just go. Yes. Don't think about it. And you, you, um, you can do it quite similar on the on the Portuguese one mm-hmm. because at least at the seasons, in the main seasons yeah. or high season, that where mm-hmm. I was, was a bit the fail that I did it because it was quite complicated with the dog mm-hmm. uh, to to point that um, subject of the Portuguese one. Uh, but Via de la Plata, or I guess also the others, you should plan. But I never planned any any Camino. Mm-hmm. I just discover it during walking you know oh, and, so, then... and so far you're in one piece nothing has happened to you <laughs> yes <laughs> you always find the solution and the local people the spanish people they are so nice kind and yes. helpful so you will feel always a solution or find always a solution so what was the, so, uh, the biggest difference between your camino frances and your camino portugues like if you know a lot of people ask the differences and you know i i know how i look like at them and how you know what are the difference for me but for you, you started from, from Porto and you did the whole coastal yeah. or you did the, the inland? No, I um, half, half. As I, um, I did the official coast because there's a new coast, you know, yeah. which goes only on coast. Yeah, I did the only um, on coast. Ah, you did it. Ah, okay. When yeah. you did it? In 2018, I did, uh, ah, okay. I did also, instead of going also into, you know, when you get to Caminha, instead of going mm-hmm. to, to Tui, I continue and I cross to Aguarda and continue all the, the mm-hmm. and I also mm-hmm. completed with the with the Via Spiritual. That it was beautiful. I love the Via Spiritual. Oh, every, 
everybody says that it's I'm amazing. so regretting it that I had no time to do that. I will, it's I will go one, one back two extra there. days, but it's totally yeah. worth it. If you are the kind of pilgrim that looks for, yeah, it's you know, few pilgrims walking, no one over there, and it's yes, worth totally worth it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was also in, in Caminha, then walking, go on to Tui. That was, was yeah. my route. Yeah, for me, instead mm -hmm. of going to Tui, I took the, the boat to Aguarda. Exactly, the, with the boats. Yeah, what, what is the difference? Um, to, and the, the, the Central, you never did? No, nope. I um, yeah. no. Uh, so, for me, how to say? Um, you always have to think about it. depends also about... Um, experience with the people in general mm -hmm. you met because the Camino is a lot about um, your experience for me it was not so nice like the French one I have to say but it's my personal opinion because mm -hmm. also of the personal experience I met it has not it's not related to the Camino Portuguese it's more about that what happened yeah um, because uh, after that, after Camino Portuguese, I am short after that, one month after that, my boyfriend and me split up. Mm. So um, that's why it for me has a little bit of a bad taste, but nothing related to the Camino. But um, Camino Portuguese was not so nice also for me because of nature because you only go on the coast is for me very boring. Then the complicated or not complicated, the the weird, not asphalt, you know, like with the stones and the little rocks on, on mm -hmm. the floor, like Vision Beton, you know, yeah. I don't know the English word. This route is very tough to walk and it's unnecessary, but it's part of the Portuguese culture. So it's very nice and fine. And mm -hmm. when you have no expectation, it's, it's, it's very nice, beautiful for people who also want to walk on the coast. Yeah. But I prefer the, the Spanish experience to get in contact with with local people, it doesn't matter if they're Portuguese or Spanish, but it's more about, you know, the landscape and everything. And then in España, um, it changed more, yeah. more variety, which I personally preferred. But the Portuguese was also very, very nice. The people yeah. were very friendly. And we were walking in high season in, in August. And I cannot recommend you that. I can recommend nobody because there was through the albergues, a run, yeah, a competition. They got up, imagine that people don't do it in the high season, otherwise you don't have that problem. They got up at th three or four o'clock in the morning. What? Yeah, walk in the dark, that they arrive at seven or eight in the morning in the albergues to queue when they open at two o'clock. Wow. And so many uh, people have I didn't have the no... same experience and I did it also in July, August. So I don't know. Yeah, they why... did it in 18, but I in 19 yeah. is getting more common and yeah. more modern in for example in Germany as well and in Italy. Yeah. For I me, thought, you know, uh, in, in 2018, yeah, I was almost my myself every day in the whole mm -hmm. Portuguese. I'm also I'm an early riser, like I will rise, you know, and walk at mm -hmm. 5 36, I'm already walking. Mm -hmm. But in the albergues, you know, I don't remember any albergue with more than 20 people. I, for example, I have met um, uh, a German lesbian couple. They did the, the Camino Portugues de la Costa the third or the fourth time. And they said there was, it was never, they never experienced, and always at the same time, always in high season, like mm -hmm. we did it because we met there, yeah? And they said they never experienced it like this. They the people had to take taxis to go to other albergues. The, uh, wow. the hotels also were booked out. You cannot imagine. It is growing sometimes really fast, we, yeah. We, sometimes we were sneaking in somewhere and sleeping just on the floor, you know, <laughs> things like that. 
we had also cause of the dog um we had a tent with us a little tent you know it was summer it was high season it was okay in the in the night was very cold mm-hmm. but yeah. you have to consider you have to carry this all so when you're traveling alone say is almost too much yeah to, mm-hmm. to carry but we were two people so we could split it but then it was too hot it was too hot for the dog so many people recommend me not to do it then there but we had no other choice because yeah. of the company holidays you know mm-hmm. so uh guys when you are considering or thinking about to walk the camino with your dog don't go in august it's too hot yeah. well we made it and i was ca- taking care of the yeah. dog and we were walking yeah. like but, but it's not the perfect coast. season for for a no. dog i would say you know fall or or spring is totally because summer is going to be so and you, and you don't know when he's dehydrated or when he needs water yeah. or the whole floor is going to be super heated so yes. yeah okay it was was definitely i would not recommend it well it you you can make it. It's not not uh, not, not like you lo- walk on lava. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> um, for example, we had sometimes to make a pause between what was it one two o'clock and five yeah. o'clock. And that's one of the things. That, but that even and for then start again walking. But that's even you know? for humans. You know, I've seen a lot of people in Camino Frances that they you should not be walking from one p.m. till three p.m. in Spain during the summer. I'm sorry. None. Not even humans yeah. should be doing it because you can get, you know, and it's. I already have a couple times problems with that, and it's better oh, to, to, you know, to stay under the the saddle of a tree, have a beer or a coke, and and you may yes. get later to the alberga. You may have to find some place, but you are always gonna find a place to sleep. You know, in the exactly. camino, you are not gonna be sleeping on the floor, and even if you don't have the money for a hotel, they will find a place for you. So yes. don't worry about that. Yes. So you finish your Camino Portugues, totally different experience, your life changes, and then you go back to Germany or you go back to, to Austria? Where were you? B- both. I, I, I both. Where you were like a mix. But mainly, but mainly Germany, mainly Germany, yeah. And what happened then? And... I'm like, we <clears> always <throat> say that, you know, the Camino has a different way of saying things to people, but I think that something happened to you over there. Yes, I, um, in fact, I had a dream. I had a dream that... I have to go to Andalusia. And I had a really graving feeling like... Um, well, were like women doing, you know, sevillanas or chorizo no, or no. jamón. What was it, in the It dream? was more... I, on the Instagram, I saw two different tra- traveler couples uh-huh. uh, the, the day before. Both are in, in, um, in Andalusia. One were in Malaga and one in Sevilla, I think. But, you know, only a sneak peek. You didn't see a lot. It's just a little bit straight that was it. You know, not like a report or something. Yeah. And then I had I had a dream. You have to go there. And I woke up and I just think, okay, I have to go there. And then it was like out of the chest of the heart, a very deep feeling. I have to go to Andalusia. <laughs> I don't know why. Andalusia is calling. And then I was calling an old friend from the Camino Portuguese. He's from Poland and living in England. <laughs> I said, Doro, I Doro, yeah. I I I had a, a, a dream about Andalusia. She said, okay, let's look if there is a Camino. She opened, opened <laughs> Google and said, oh my gosh, I'm Catherine. There's a Camino. Viene la plata. And I said, oh my gosh, okay, I will think about it. And then I had nightmares. Imagine, I really had nightmares and I was waking up sweaty like, oh my gosh, I had a job interview. In, in real, I had a job interview and... Um, I thought, no, I never can go to Andalusia. I had that craving <laughs> uh, feeling in my chest, you know? And I thought, oh my gosh. Okay. And then I canceled everything around me. Yeah. It was short before Christmas. It was uh, around the 
17th of December or 18th, mm -hmm. really, really short before um, Christmas. And then I was speaking to my friend and then I thought, you know what? I just write in Facebook in some groups, in Andalusia groups down, um, if somebody is driving to Spain and if they can take me with me, like blah, blah, cow or hitchhiking or something. Uh -huh. And in fact, two people answered. And I was driving with one of them, and, and then, um, but she only were going to Alicante, and the mm -hmm. rest I was doing with blah blah car. And then I was going to that other person, which is living in Chiclana, in in the very south yeah. of, of uh, yeah, it's of, a really famous uh, town, Spain. Chiclana. Yeah, a lot of yeah. people go there for holidays. <laughs> yes, and I and then I wanted to. Um, I arrived there on the. Don't nail me. Uh, I think on the twenty. First or 22nd, I was arriving then finally in Chiclana after three days of traveling or something like that <laughs> <laughs> with the dog hitchhiking. I was in a car with a hippie girl. Uh, so you went hitchhiking with your dog in Spain all the way from yes. Germany? Yes, it okay. was quite a weird, weird experience. I have to say it's possible, but you need good, need good nerves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't, yeah, so For you sure. really. I had so much problems to to uh, go also by blah blah car with the dog, especially in Spain, because mm. nobody wants to take you because when you don't have a travel box. Yeah. I had an. I maybe the people know that the blue IKEA bags. You know them. Yeah. So these big blue plastic. Yeah, the bags. huge ones. Yeah. Yes, I had it on purpose with me to carry the dog inside <laughs> there and say, "Look, I have a box." <laughs> But in the end, um, yeah. I had to cancel also some some rides of blah blah car because they didn't take me then, and I wanted of course my money back. Uh, but in the end, I arrived in Chiclana, and then I wanted to start on the twenty fourth in um, in I forgot the name. It's also in the south. Is where the Via della uh, Via Augusta starting. Uh -huh. um, now, how is it calling? Right now, I don't remember. Um, when I have a map in front of me, I remember. Anyways, I wanted to start there. Uh -huh. and, um, but because it was the 21st of December, all churches were closed, all uh, offices were closed, even the Camino offices, all the monastery were closed, everything. So <laughs> it was impossible to start the Camino when I wanted to on the 21st of December. So in the, in the end, um, I had to spend it that uh friend from Chiclana where we were uh, doing the sightseeing two or three days and on he brought me on the 26th to uh, Sevilla and Sevilla? I slept okay. there on the 27th I I started to walk them there you know and then I was starting the the Via de la Plata um yeah normal uh, Cadiz is it oh right? in Cadiz okay now. Cadiz Cadiz yes I wanted to start in Cadiz and yeah, in the end, it turned around. It's impossible because not, not I had no um, no um, uh, credential. You okay. know, I couldn't get it anywhere mm -hmm. because everything had closed. Mm -hmm. So, guys, don't start Christmas directly the Camino. It's difficult. You don't get the place to sleep <laughs> or a credential. Yeah, for people that don't remember, uh, Christmas Day is one of the few ones that in Spain, uh, like on the 25th, on the 1st of January, is yes. one of the few days that in Spain everything is closed down you know yeah, the only thing you have open is like albergues. a couple of restaurants a couple of albergues is the only like in Spain those are the, the the two more sacred dates in the in the year and those are the days yeah. that even the albergues close yeah exactly even the albergues so also I was who lucky else that... is you know with the crazy building that is walking on Christmas <laughs> and on New Year's I'm like there is a, a yeah. few I know but <laughs> 
And with the dog, you know, yeah, with, with the dog. dog. <laughs> and alone <laughs> as a woman, you know. Um, yeah, but everything is possible. So we started on the 27th then to mm -hmm. work. And um, we didn't uh, meet any any pilgrims. So almost nobody, nobody uh -huh. is doing it then there. Um, well, and then on the second or third day, I just met uh, a quick, uh, a couple, but only for a chat for 20 minutes or something. It was, we were crossing um, Sierra de Norte, I think it was it. And uh -huh. it was also one of the biggest etapas. So as I mentioned before, I was walking again without any plan, without any guide, anything. And also without having breakfast because I thought, ah, just in the morning when I see something, I have there my, my coffee or my churros. And what about my... Ruli? How, how did you manage with the food and everything for Ruli? Oh, yeah, that's, oh, that's a good question. And my, um, in the Camino Portugues, I planned uh, at least that because there was no spontaneous. So I'm, we bought him a rucksack. You can see okay. it also on his Instagram page. I know, page. it's super cool. <laughs> the rucksack is almost bigger than the dog, you know. It is. But, he, um, he looks like super dog. I'm like, he's like, yeah, here I am. Yeah. Old, you know. Yes, yes. But um, um, animal lovers, please, please. I, I tested it and he has not too much weight inside. So uh, Rudy weighs around um, seven kilograms and he uh -huh. never car carries more than one kilogram. The, normally I put not more than 800 grams. I found out yeah. that 800 grams is the perfect um, weight for him uh -huh. that he can carry and he's still super happy. And before um, and it's a little bit more, I can feel already that he gets sooner tired. But uh -huh. with this, with this um, uh, 800 grams he's super fine with that and every day it's getting less and less and the water and the rest of the food I carry them in my backpack yeah so yeah and the, in the Camino Portugues I, I bought a special food in Austria you know like um, that you have every day the same food and you have <laughs> to make mix it with water and everything that you have uh, the properties out of the food and everything yeah but uh, here in Via de la Plata I did it super spontaneous so what I did I just carried a little bit from Austria food and then later I just um, was buying in the supermarket but sometimes you have three four five days in a row where not even there's the little little supermarket that's well, one, in, yeah, I was that's, in low season yeah maybe in high season is different but that's one thing even, even you know in high season the Via de la Plata is the less crowded less not yes. even just crowded just less populated and people you know we talk about this a couple of times but you have to remember that some days Via de la Plata you will have to walk 30 to 40 kilometers to find a, a hostel an albergue a supermarket Something that in the Pia, you know, in the Camino del Norte, Portuguese or Frances, every 10 kilometers you have something, you know, this is yes. like, so, but in Via de la Plata, you have to be ready for food, water and shelter just in case. Good, good that you mentioned it. You could tell me that before, man. <laughs> you didn't ask. <laughs> That's what I say. Yeah. Here I am. Yeah. Yes, but you know that is that what you have to experience if yeah. you don't get information before. But the people who are listening now know it now. Yeah. So it's mm -hmm. nothing. You know, it's not that you cannot walk the Via della Plata yeah. because you have not planned. But everything is possible, so you will survive. Yeah. And yeah, this time I I bought um, random food in the supermarket. Um, which was also I was um, scared about because. You know, uh, I don't know if the people who have dog noses, normally you should not change often the food because mm -hmm. it's very bad for the stomachs uh, of the yeah. dog. So I tried at least to um, 
see which brand is almost everywhere available in the mm-hmm. little supermarkets, you know, like the little, 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 as a, like the uh, Mercado or, or how it's called, mm-hmm. Alimentación, I think it's called. And yeah. Um, yeah, and then I was staying to that and buy this always. But, you know, sometimes it happened that I could see in the next big city I will reach in two days. So mm-hmm. what do what I did, you know, so often it happened that I shared my food with the dog. We eat in the morning muffins from the baker's son. We eat croissants. We, um, he eats banana. He loves banana now. And, um, <laughs> and ne- nectarines or, or uh, oranges. I, now uh, I have uh, a dog who eats all the human food. Or sometimes it happened that I uh, was ordering pollo and uh, patata fritas and the whole pollo my dog got you know (laughs) (laughs) that he survives and i was always looking more to him than to myself because one thing we should not forget we are the humans we have the responsibility for the Mm -hmm. animal and it should not be in i say in brackets normal life that he eats then all these muffins with you but you know on the camino he needs also energy yeah. For example, one day um, it was, I think it was after Salamanca. Uh-huh. It was the day, the two days after Salamanca. Uh, we were surprised by by a snowstorm. Wow. Especially storm. There was That's storm one of the things barking. that, you know, a lot of people don't know that, for example, the Via de la Plata is one of the ones that you are not supposed to walk in the summer. Like, it's a no-no because you're going to get... 45 degrees and there is no shade yeah. at all on the first probably nothing really 15 nothing. days there's nothing but also if you do it in winter you get the other way around so yeah ask and think <laughs> yeah <laughs> well but everything is possible you know of course yeah. so um yeah we were surprised but in in general they were in almost whole span a part of one one little little part in in the country i don't know anymore where it was but almost everywhere in uh, in the weather forecast storm warning so a lot of pilgrims also decided um not to walk mm-hmm. but you know i'm starborn yeah, of course i will walk <laughs> you're german so and I, you have a dog I, yes I, have a dog <laughs> I can't walk so it was a cool experience it was really on 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 the edge because my my skin here on yeah, um, my knuckles. fingers were exploding uh-huh. you know wow. and and blood were coming out you know but honestly if i would have feel that i'm dying you know i would yeah. not walk it's just i took it as a challenge how far i can go over my uh, comfort zone yeah and i think know? that's one of the things but, that you know we have to do in the camino you know i think the camino doesn't have to be super comfortable there needs to be some days that feel like a challenge because the yes. more challenge the more worth it and the more you're going to remember, you know, because the Camino, you always, in life, you always remember the beauty moments, but the ones, the hard ones that you overcome, those are the good ones. And and you will probably remember those days. Yeah, it makes you stronger, totally. Yeah, and you will um, see, when you go out of your comfort zone, you will see how much you are able to reach in Mm -hmm. life, that you can really do more than you expect of yourself. Just Mm -hmm. challenge yourself. Um, try to do that little step forwards out of your comfort zone and then it's like you're licking blood you say in German like you want them yeah. to craving for that yeah. you want more you want more you want I know more. Uh, <laughs> and the Camino is, is perfect for challenging yourself you know in a mental and in a physical way because at the end you know those days that you are walking and in the Via de la Plata that's one of the things you know people need to know that Via de la Plata is a challenge physically but it's more challenged mentally because you're going to be alone I don't know how many days you stay alone 
This was, I didn't expect it either, but as I said, I had no expect, uh, mm-hmm. expectation. It's just Andalusia was calling, you know? Yeah. And um, you have uh, a, a lot of, of, of days alone, but um, when you are not, as I'm a very talkative person and I love so- social contact, but I had to process also a lot and the landscape is beautiful. So uh, I was taking like a mental journey also mm-hmm. to heal myself and the best you can heal, even if you're a talkative person, mm-hmm. you can heal and process in the silence. Of and course. to be honest, we are living in a modern world. So if you feel alone, just grab your phone and call a friend in the evening. The, the most saddest um, moments on this Camino were in the evening in the albergues when I was alone. Mm-hmm. And uh, But you know what? Then I just called friends, you know, and ha- at home and had a, a chat with them and mm-hmm. tell them about my process. And then it's also fine. And then I had my dog, of course, as well, yeah. you know. And then you you can reach a lot. So it's more like, yeah, the Via Tela Plata was for me more like a, a spiritual path. Mm-hmm. I, I learned a lot about myself and I learned a lot about traveling alone and traveling also with a little dog and also about traveling alone as a woman. You know, yeah, I think that's, a lot about men. Yeah. And I think that's really important. <laughs> you know, a lot of people, they, you know, the Camino, I think that's the beauty. But nowadays, one of the big problems of the world, as you say, you know, we don't know how to be with ourselves because we don't spend time with ourselves. And like every day you have friends, you have internet, you have your family, you have everything. So being with yourself one day may be okay. But on the second day, you know, you start asking, you start thinking about your things. And, and I think, you know, the Camino Frances is great to go through a process. But if you go now that I'm, you know, I have all the Camino, now I look for the less crowded Caminos, the less walk Caminos. The last year I walked the, the Camino Aragonés and that was perfect. I was almost by myself all the time and it was beautiful, but that's what I was looking for. So again, as you say, you know, the Camino de Pia de la Plata is the perfect for being just with you, with yourself and, and, and to fight, you know, and to, to be that kind of program that is just discover yourself. But also, you know, a lot of people nowadays, they ask, you know, how safe is the Camino de Santiago for a woman? As I think, you know, the, the Spain is one of the safest countries probably to travel if you are by yourself and you're a woman, even if you're a man. But again, nowadays we know that women have different challenges that men and we have to be truthful to that. How did you feel, you know, this is something that came out in all the photos and internet, Facebook, you know, people saying, oh, we have this guy over here or whatever. How did you feel, you know, in probably the less, the Via de la Plata for once or no is the less crowded Camino in, 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 in the whole of Spain? So for you traveling there as a woman, how did you feel? Um, well, I never pay so much attention to the warnings in, in the internet. Um, but I can understand that the women, uh, even if, the, if, if there's a woman or a girl never traveled alone before, that they have that fears. I completely understand it. Even if it's not about your environment, it's also about mm-hmm. yourself because you yeah. with yourself. And the voice inside of you get very, very loud. Yeah, And then you have to listen to yourself what all the fears are coming up and also from the outside. So what I can say about um, Spain traveling alone, I felt almost always very, very safe. Um, It doesn't matter if it's about nature, if it's about when you are in a village or in a city, the people are very friendly. Even if they cannot speak English, they try to Mm -hmm. interact with you with hand and feet. And if you have also a good attitude, uh, which I tried to have, I hope so, <laughs> it, it worked. So the people are very kind and very friendly. 
for example, it was, um, I don't know the city anymore, but I had to go on that day an etapa of, um, of over 30 kilometers. I had a look in the internet. And we were walking. It was a super hot day in, in January. Oh, it was still in December, I think. Uh-huh. And yeah, no, no, it wasn't January. It was on the 4th January. Now I remember. And it was super hot. It was very down there in the south, people, that you know more or less, because there, there's almost no snow. Mm-hmm. Um, there's really no shade, no tree, no nothing. There's really like almost like desert yeah and then there's like a little um sneak peek to uh i think it's almendralejo almendralejo yeah yeah and it's not on the official route but i was thinking Mm -hmm. okay and katrin you have still 15 kilometers to walk the dog and me we were running out of water i didn't expect it because there's no fontaine or nothing like on the camino yeah, Portugal that's one of the, the things yeah, that yeah? is the most there, guys there's really nothing so you have to prepare yourself mm-hmm. very good and as i said maybe i could do it you know but i have the responsibility of the dog i cannot yeah. fear the dog to walk 15 kilometers without water that little black dog i cannot do that so it's like you look to your child so i decided okay you walk to Almendralejo. I did. I lost already my necklace there. I was super grumpy. No arrows. Wow. Don't forget when you go away from from the from the way, you have uh-huh. no arrows. So yeah. you know you have to be very self efficient. <laughs> so I was walking there. As I said, it was the fourth or fifth. No, it was the fifth of January. Yeah. As a short before magic, the three magic kings, yeah. Uh-huh. And I was there, all the supermarkets were closed. I was looking for hotels, all the hotels because of holidays are closed. And I thought, and there's no albergue because it's not on the way. And I said, okay, <laughs> fuck, I will find a solution. I just go to a restaurant. So I did. It's a very funny story. I got to a restaurant. I was in there, it's like a, it was a very push um, restaurant, like, you know, like yeah. the menu start over 30 euros. The menu starts, you know. Nothing under ten euros. On, yeah, no, no, the typical pilgrim pilgrim menu no, for no, for twelve really, euros. You know, no, it was really because they had everything fresh. They made every day a fresh yeah. menu every day with seafood and everything. You know, is is worth it. But uh-huh. you know, also you know, very everything very shiny and nice uh-huh. prepared. And I was thinking. And here were you with your clothing, with your dog. <laughs> I was very, you know, as I said, it was like desert before. So I was dirty, really dusty. My pants were dirty. And I was sitting there and just listening, to, reading the menu and then asking, um, I'm sorry, could you prepare it for me an insulada next time? Patata fritas, you know, to keep it very cheap and have yeah. a healthy food. And, and they were so polite. They treated me like a queen. I tell you, they were so nice. I make, I could tell this story long. I make it short. In the end, the waitress asked me where I have to go. I told her, which the name I forgot, where the 50 yeah. kilometers I had. And then she said, look, wait, my shift ends in half an hour. I just tied up and I have a car. I grab my car and bring you there. So in the end, I make it short. It's Maria. It's one of my best friends now. She only speaks Spanish. Maria is, I don't want to make her too old, uh, over 60 years old. We are best friends. We're talking with hand and feet. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> we have everyday contact. 
she brought me there with her car. We were drinking cognac and everything. We were super <laughs> drunk. She was bringing me there in that Alberti. The, the hot water didn't work. The aircon didn't work for, for warming because it was cold at night. Yeah. N- not the Wi-Fi didn't work. I called her again. She picked me up again. She was picking, driving again 15 kilometers, picking me up. I slept in her house. She gave me food. She um, gave me a warm shower. She washed my clothes. Even she set herself an alert in the night to put my clothes on the heating because it's dry to the next wow. day. Can you imagine that? And um, in the end, I make the long story short. On the next day, I had to walk to Merida on the uh, on the festivities. So on the festivities, the Magic Kings. Uh, how is it in Spanish? I cannot speak it. The... Yeah, the, the Los Reyes Magos. The wi- the, in, in English, the wise men. Ah, in the wise men, I thought they, they call it the, the, the translation. They call it the wise men, the, 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 ah, the really wise men. Okay. well-known men. That the people know what happened on the sixth January, so it's yeah. more more party in Spain. Yeah. So everything had closed, even because of um, the, yeah. um, the yeah. another the... pilgrim which I met a friend in contact, which was not with me, I was alone. Uh, he co- was Spanish speaking from Alicante. He was calling there the association. If somebody can give me shelter or anything, everybody said no, 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 it's closed, closed. <laughs> so I called Maria. Maria was again driving into Merida, 30 kilometers. We made party day together, yeah, and I was sleeping in her house then again, and I had such a hangover, I had to stay one more day. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, and now, from now on, we're best friends, we're writing every that's, day still. That's the Google beauty of the Camino, and, like, the Camino provides, <laughs> and there's so many great people, you know, it doesn't matter the age, it doesn't matter where they work, it doesn't no. matter your language, it doesn't matter anything. So, she could be my mom, but I don't feel like, like she's my mom, we are like... Um, friends on the same level with equal, the same totally. yeah. yeah equal totally so, total equal so people if you want to um if you if you walk today and you think really you have a shit day and think oh my gosh what can i do just try uh, uh, trust the process and the way yeah. and the cam- i always used to say the camino gives you that what you need not what you want and, and when you and need to true. sleep under the stars you will you have, have to and yeah, if it's going to kick your butt and if you're going to have, you know, blisters yeah. and you're going to have to walk 50k, it's because you have to and there's something coming yes. at the end of that. I exactly. agree 100%. And so I would never met Maria, you know, yeah. my and best friend at, now. Yeah. So you continue with your Via de la Plata. I guess we can be talking about Via de la Plata. Maybe one day we'll yeah. do just a special, you know, bring a couple of pilgrims with Via de la Plata and we talk about Via de la Plata with all of you together. But then you decided to be hospitalera, no? For... Yes. Uh, well, I decided already before I had the dream to make uh, to open up an albergue in the future. And my plan was to discover also maybe Via de la Plata, maybe to mm-hmm. settle down there and have an albergue. Well, but, you know, Andalusia was calling. And um, oh, I, ha- I have to mention one more for sorry. Before I met uh, uh, Maria on that day, the Monday before I met somebody from England and he's a singer songwriter. And he was so fascinated. We are friends also now. He's from England. And he said, is, I told him my story, and he said he wrote a song six or eight years ago, uh, the lyrics, which is called Andalusia is Calling. And he said he never knew why he wrote that song. And he really had to search for that lyrics and send it to me. So, That's <laughs> so funny. You know? And also that we met because he was my second or first pilgrim I met on that uh, on the Via de la Plata before I never met somebody else before but um, I haven't he haven't found the hard drive yet where he have um, saved the lyrics so I don't know them yet and he don't uh-huh. remember properly anymore but he said oh. he will look for it <gasps> sorry anyways um, 
anyways um yeah and i um decided also to make it a little bit discovering but uh, then on the camino my my plane plans like often changes then so, but I told everybody, everybody hospitalier, everybody I met, I told, I want to be one hospitalier and have my own albertine. So I, I told this also to the hospitalieros in Salamanca. So, um, I, as I said, that was going on. Then there was the snowstorm and everything. And uh-huh. then once, oh my God, I can't, okay, I can't tell you so many stories. I, I keep <laughs> so, um, in, Don't worry, we will have another interview with you for sure. That's the problem with, with Pilgrims Med. That's, you know, one of, one of the things I want to do is bring all the pilgrims to Pamplona and have three days of just, you know, beers, cognac, and pilgrim stories. I think it will be amazing to do next year. I will come. Get everybody together here, you know, get an albergue, close the albergue down, and just all the weirdos of the Camino getting together and talking about, you know, Camino experiences. It sounds amazing. So please tell me when you do it, I will come. I will come with Rudy. <laughs> of course, um, Rudy is one more of the team. Yes, Team Rudy, Rudy the Travelador. Rudy Perro de Vacacion. So, how do you, so what happened with your hospitalero? Like, when yeah. you decided to be hospitalero, where did you stay? How was the experience? Yes, yeah, so I was leaving then Salamanca. I was also sick. I had, um, how was the English name? I think it's a, a flu. I had. Mm-hmm. I was uh, staying more days and oh, not in Salamanca, in Zamora. Pardon. In Zamora. In Zamora, okay. and then um, uh, the etapa after Zamora, I wanted to split because I still was sick, you know. Mm-hmm. But it yeah. was impossible because people, you have to know, also when you go in low season, not everybody has open, and so the Via yeah. de la Plata is already tough, so it's more harder because not everything has open. Mm-hmm. It's a very really challenging, and with a dog on top because often they say no, but. That I put for later. <laughs> so um, I did the etapa which was necessary after um, Samora. Okay. Um, and there they were super uh, nice uh, older women running the albergue, I thought. So they made a big party. They, they invited private friends. So we were a group of 10, 12 people to uh-huh. celebrate it there. And I was the only pilgrim. And I was super sick. I had temperature, I had fever, you know, and I was super sick sitting there. And I, and, and, but inside of me, I was thinking, oh, finally, I met people because I was walking <laughs> the whole day alone. And then you feel sick, you know. Anyways, on the next day, I was wanted to go on to Tabara. But I wanted to split it also. But in this albergue, they sent us, it was in... Um, I don't know. No, it's not important. Yeah. Um, they they sent me away because of the dog. So I was calling my friends, the hospitalieros from Salamanca, which are from Zamora. And then they were talk- calling the hospitalero in Tabara, which is ahead of me. Yeah. You can follow. The other one was behind, back. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. next one was ahead. In between, there were a lot of other days and albergues. So for the people that they can imagine. And, um, and they were calling and said, Look, don't worry, Jose is also Jose, Jose Maria. <laughs> of course, the typical Spanish. Yeah, <laughs> and he will pick you up and he offered you that you can be in that albergue you stayed before, can be for one week hospitalera, but you have to decide now. And I said, can I think about it one day or half a day or something? Because for that, I have to stop my Camino or so, yeah. you know. And um, she said, as, as soon as you um, jump into the car, he picks you up because you don't speak English. You have to tell him which direction he um, okay. One has to drive. One or the other. Yeah. Exactly. Ahead or back for the people who don't know the, the route. 
And the funny thing is, she tried to convince me I was with her on the phone with Christina, but I was sitting uh, already sitting in Jose Maria's um, car and said to him already uh, drive me back to Fontaninas. So I was super spontaneous, uh, hospitaliera. And suddenly, on the middle of your Villa de la Plata, you decide to be hospitaliera for a week yeah. in the middle of nowhere. In, the, in fact, people really in the middle of nowhere. It was one of the uh, best Albertis because super modern, a lot of pets, very uh -huh. clean, run by um, um, volunteers, as is not like like in, in Galicia by Xunta, you know, it's yeah. um, by uh, running really by, by volunteering. It's, um, the head of it is Jose Maria, uh, um, how is his name? Jose Maria. Is the one that is called La, La Casa del Peregrino? Uh, That's the name of uh, that burger? No, 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 no. Um, I don't know. Um, Alme Almeida is his name. He wrote three, four, five Camino books already. Wow. He's, he's like kind of famous there, down there. Uh -huh. And um, no, there's only one left in Fontaninas. Um, and the one before was, I don't know the name anymore, was in the in the council, you know. Mm -hmm. And now um, is run by uh, Jose Almeida. Okay. Exactly. And it's uh, very new. It was open, which I found out all later, not at the moment. After uh -huh. I was leaving there, I found out. It was not even open 10 months. Or something wow. like that. Now, now in March or something, it has its one-year anniversary. Yeah. So um, yeah, and they had a problem because one a volunteer hospitaliero couldn't come because of I don't know family problems or yeah. whatever. So they tried to to run the alberti still for the pilgrims because otherwise they have no accommodation yeah. in over sixty kilometers. Mm -hmm. You know. So that is people imagine how great big hearted is it to run it volunteering 100% and then the people who are living around it run that albergue and every day another person had a shift and give them each other company not mm -hmm. from the village itself because it's super little super small there was even nothing all around yeah but the, yeah but all the, and they call themselves the uh, pelegrinos un dia or something like that uh -huh. yeah and for a day supporting. yeah Yes, and they supported each other. So I was like for them the 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 reward on the end that I took the shift and was there for one for one uh, week, and it was a super nice experience because people you have to imagine pilgrims. It is so beautiful. It's all about donation. So you donate mm -hmm. what you think is worth it, and also of course what you can give. It doesn't matter if you give nothing, another person give more. Yeah, than, you know. And that's the whole beauty it's, of the donativo. I think you know one day we exactly. will have to to bring a bunch of pilgrims, and that will be your subject. You know, what is a donativo, and why is the donativo? Ah. Because a lot of people, you know, I think in the in the Camino del Norte and the Portuguese, because it's more experienced pilgrims, doesn't happen. But in the French Camino, a lot of people take a lot of advantage of the donativo albergues. Yeah, yeah, that could. Uh, I have heard of that. I was never like that, but mm -hmm. you know, people, you have to imagine. There's a person coming who, as a for for um, the English speakers, donativa is do, for donation. Yeah. yeah, for giving money, what you can and what you want. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I, my pilgrims, in total, I had three, uh, four, but I had not every day one because it's low yeah. season. Yeah, and not very uh, famous that Camino. So um, I prepared for them breakfast. I I cooked for them dinner with uh, three um, different yeah, three dishes. Meals. Yeah. 
And and I asked what when they want to eat, they get a, a fabric bed sheet, they get a towel, they have a warm shower, which is not very often the, the case that you have a warm shower. And even I shared with them my shampoo and everything. So they had the the full uh, round service of mine, you know, and the people, they said, oh my gosh, now finally, I really can rest because what needs a pilgrim when he's arriving, he needs to rest, feel at home, mm-hmm. needs a big heart, like, like a, a mother or a father or a best friend who takes care of you for one day that you can um, save your battery that you can recharge and go for the next etapa for the next day. That's and, what and I that's wanted the, to give them. And that's the beauty of the real albergues. And, you know, when I do yes. the, the albergues, and that's what you get when you go to these albergues, you know, that they, they, they have the hospitaliers. Even some of the albergues that they are, you know, professional people that own them, you get the same feeling. And that's what, you know, everyone I tell, you know, if you do a long Camino, try a couple of the donativos, try a couple of the ones, and then at the end, you decide. Because sometimes it's worth it to sleep on the floor and to have a, pers- a person that opens their heart, you know, to you, that to sleep yes. on a perfect bed and be totally on just a business side. But you have to try both. Yes, exactly. Uh, you have to find out for yourself what is the best. But I, I tell mm. you, people, when you go to a donativo, try to appreciate their, uh, what is all around it and that, that people do it for free. They give their time, they give their heart, mm-hmm. they give their soul just to make you feel comfy. Mm-hmm. And then try uh, as long as you can to appreciate it also with money because it's the food for, uh, it's the money for the food for the next days. Yeah. You know? And also for are... the supplies, for the cleaning, for the electricity, for, for also for everything. And you have to remember that some people have the power, like we have the ability to pay, but also in the, the Camino, there's some people that they can't. Not because they don't want to be, you know, because right now we see the people that are like, oh, I want to do the Camino with no money. I'm like, no, that's taking advantage. But there's some people that yes. maybe they don't have the money and, you know, maybe they need that help. So that's why, you know, and I, I saw in, in one of my first Camino in, in Granon, this was on the Donativo that said, you know, leave what you can't, take what you need. Exactly, perfect. And that, that was it's the whole idea. The they told thing. me, and it is true, if, if some pilgrim needs money, they are more than welcome to grab whatever they need, you know, and, and that's the beauty, and that's how the Camino used to work. And that's what this still albergues exist, the Donativo. Yeah, and that's people, that's a very nice experience, and then you f- can feel the heart in it, and you get the, uh, to know about real Camino experience. And mm-hmm. you can, as you said, oh, Jose Marie, it's about, you can feel the difference also from the different people, if they take advantage or if they just do it for a holiday hike or something, mm-hmm. or some who have really the spirit, you can feel it around you. And that's amazing. And you, if you experience it once, you get like addicted. It's like a of needle. Course, yeah, it is. You get addicted to that. You just only want to meet these people and be also a part of them and act like that because that is what it is about. And what I always so say, you know, if, if you give to the Camino one euro, the Camino will give you a thousand back. So yeah. if you go to the albergue, you know, and I always seen donativos, people that give, I don't, I don't want to get into the quantities because, but don't worry, give whatever you can, even if, you know, it's a little, you know, hard for you to give that extra euro. So those extra euros that is going to, you know, make you not having a beer that day, or maybe, you know, less, instead of going to a restaurant, having a pasta and albergue, because you're going to get 10 times back whatever you give because somebody is going to need it. So, and that's in the Camino, you know, in the albergues and with people and with everyone, you give someone a hug and you're going to get a thousand more in the Camino. 
Yeah, and the, the people, my pilgrims, were very, I, I told them already, my pilgrims, you know, I'm still in contact with some mm -hmm. of, of two of the four. I'm in, in contact. And um, one pilgrim said to me, oh my gosh, it was the best albergue. And he didn't know if he just were paying for that, that I was so friendly and polite to him. But I, I he wanted to stop the Camino. And because of the experience with me, he was going on with his Camino. Wow. So if you hear that, you know that you know you that is also i have to say my intention why i want to run in the future in albergue is not about the albergue it's about i want to put seeds in uh, the life of people that they and i will never uh, you know i will never experience what mm -hmm. the, if the seed once get a tree or yeah. uh, a flower but i want to put that seed that they um, will change something in their life for good or, or get such a nice experience that they are, can pass it to other people. Mm -hmm. And that is what it's about. And it was also happened to me in my other... other and that's what the Camino is about. It's about the people, the seeds that people plant into you and then you become a flower, you become a tree and you become whatever. And that's why the Camino people started because the Camino, it's about the people and... You know, people like you, people like I, and, and at the end, you know, we don't remember the walking, we remember the, the albergues, but we remember the places because of the people, not because of the place. Yes, yes, we, 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 the people, the stories, the experience, even if maybe somebody who's listening, so yeah, but I thought on the mm -hmm. Via de la Plata are no people. No, 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 but the less people you met there in the long distance, they are very special to you. And also, you meet yourself, you're also a pupil, your pupil. So, and that's also very valuable. So you just have to think about if you want to meet a lot of people, go, for example, Norte, Frances or Portuguese, mm -hmm. because they are very crowded, at least in high season. Mm -hmm. And if not, then uh, choose another one when you want to be more connected with nature, because the Camino gives the you what you need. Yeah. It, there is plenty of Caminos for every kind of pilgrim. There is many kinds of pilgrim for the many different Caminos. It's just to try to find the one that fits you better. Anyway, thank you so much for, for sharing all your experience with us. We will have to get you back and continue talking about all the Caminos and what is also the question that I ask everyone. What is going to be your next Camino? What are you planning for 2020? I'm like, now the 2020 is like it is, but maybe 2021. Do you have any plans or are you thinking already on something for the Sacobian? Well, the thing is, um, because of the actual virus situation, Uh, we don't know, yeah, but um, in fact, I didn't lose the idea yet to rise, uh, uh, not rise, to run an albergue. Mm -hmm. Also, I have to th thought about to to volunteer in a few albergues. It's not mm -hmm. like the official one, it's more like the, the private ones, Donatello. Yeah. I have there so many contacts on the whole Camino now, mm -hmm. even on the Frances and everywhere, because you know, you, you meet um pilgrims from everywhere even there are yes. also um hospitalleros on hospitalleras mm -hmm. so um there's no actual camino planned yet but uh, the return to spain is fixed and i'm thinking about also to to live there or volunteer there for a while so i will see but what is next on my list i want to do Um, is the Camino um, del Norte, but I have to discover how to do it with the dog because it's quite tough with the dog mm -hmm. and to change then on the Primitivo route because these are the two uh, which I, I want to do. And if I just have a little bit time, then I do the English <laughs> <laughs> because it's very short. <laughs> 
Anyway, thank you so much to you and to Ruri. Let's hope we can see each other soon, you know, here in Pamplona or in the Camino. And best of luck for, for you both. Thanks everyone for listening to El Camino People, the podcast, with me, your host, Jose Maidanez. If you like our show, remember, please leave us your reviews, help us on iTunes, on Spotify, on all the main uh, podcasting platforms, you know, leave us some reviews. We would like to, like to improve if we are doing it wrong, and we would like your feedback if we are doing it right. Also, remember, you can always get in touch with us and send us, you know, the questions you have about the Sacobeo, the questions about the situation in Spain, actually, uh, all the things that, you know, interest you about the Camino, we will do our best. We are preparing some great Camino roundtables for this year, but we are working on finishing the website. We are doing some touches and we are planning on launching a new refurbished website pretty soon. So thank you to all of you for being with us one more week. We are always here walking with you, so I we hope truly that you are there walking with us. So till we see each other in the Camino, buen Camino to everyone, we'll trail you.